everyone. Welcome back to the Healthy ADHD Podcast. I am your host, Liz Lewis. This podcast, my website, and all of my weekly emails all focus on the goal of bringing you the best information and the best experts in the field of ADHD. My goal is to make this information accessible, understandable, and hopefully a little bit fun so that you can apply it to your life. If you enjoy this podcast or my website, I have developed a membership program that goes much more in depth on some of the topics that you will hear about. The ADHD Enclave is the perfect opportunity to get some affordable peer coaching and take your knowledge of ADHD to the next level. With that said, let's get started. Hello, hello. As I am sure you have heard, it is ADHD Awareness Month, and frankly, because Every day is ADHD awareness for me. I don't have specific content planned. I just recorded a guest yesterday, but it was super long, so I don't think I'm going to get edited out this week, but I have a little something in my back pocket anyway, and maybe this this does sort of fit in with ADHD awareness. So today, I want to talk about ADHD across the lifespan. I'm going to tell you about my history. I'm going to tell you about um, some of the women I work with. But I think that when you look at um, ADHD, it is a it is something that, that affects you across your lifespan. And I think at the end here, I am going to talk a little bit about some of the things I wish I knew as a young person. So let's do this as briefly as possible. You know I don't like to take over your whole day. All right. So... The vast majority of the women I work with in the Enclave were not diagnosed until they were over 30. Sometimes they weren't diagnosed until they were over 60. And as I listen to these women talk about their personal history and tell their stories, that's a big part of what we do. We tell our stories. um, It always strikes me that there is so much regret Almost everyone feels like if they'd known sooner that maybe their lives would have been calmer or maybe their lives would have been better. I'm not sure what better means, but I, I, that's, that always stands out to me is this, this sort of this regret about it. And I've actually talked to women who maybe were diagnosed younger, but their parents chose not to treat the ADHD. And sometimes there's some anger. Um, that's probably another podcast episode. I'm going to tell you my story really as briefly as possible. Um, I was actually diagnosed really early. Um, I'm thinking it was the middle of probably 1991, and I got diagnosed completely by accident. Uh, my stepfather had died six weeks after being diagnosed with brain cancer. He actually died in September of 1990. And because he died so quickly, and it was so, I guess, traumatic for our family, my mom took me and my little brother, who was four at the time, to see a psychologist. She thought we should talk to someone about what had happened. And at the same time, my little brother, he was still my little brother today, um, he was having some (laughs) behavioral issues in preschool. Like I said, he was only four, but he was getting in trouble a lot. And we had switched preschools many times with him. And so my mom, be, having a professional background, she was a speech pathologist. She kind of knew what ADHD was, and she had her suspicion about it based on our family history. 
So when she took us to the doctor, she knew what she was going there for with my brother. But when they started talking to me, I think she was a little surprised. Um, I had just started sixth grade. And the thing about middle school is it's basically when you have to start taking responsibility for your own schoolwork. Um, You have to use a planner and you have to be mindful of when things are due. And I just, I was struggling a little bit with that. And I didn't even... I didn't even hide it. Like, I remember I was that kid who would maybe do the homework, but then I would leave it in my folder or my backpack and I wouldn't even turn it in. And so the teachers would be like, where's your homework? And I'd be like, I don't know. And I'd be digging through my bag and sometimes I couldn't find it or I'd fold it and put it in the book and then I couldn't, like, it was goofy. So I had that stuff going on. And my mom, when I asked her about the diagnosis itself for me, what she said was, I almost fell off the chair when they told me I was not expecting it from you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my my journey of learning about ADHD started much younger than many of the women I work with. So, when I listen to their stories, I am starting to think that yeah, maybe maybe that earlier diagnosis maybe it did benefit me because I was able to try medications and work with therapists throughout my teen years, um, I had that advantage. Um, and by the time I got to college, I knew, and I noticed in myself that if I forgot to take the meds, um, I would have a hard time taking decent readable notes in class and that I wouldn't write down the due dates and that I had to, you know, ask classmates for help because I just, I would zone out in class all the time. So I made sure to take my medications, um, in college and the, my roommate, she knew that I was on them and it wasn't even a secret between us. And so for me at that age, in my late teens, very early twenties, in my mind, the medication was to help me get through school because failing out of school would have been so humiliating. Um, that, that was more humiliating than talking to my roommate about my medication. Like, yeah, no way. So by the time I graduated from college, I actually stopped taking the medications because I figured um, they were for school. <laughs> they were they were for school. I started taking them in middle school and I figured, you know, I'm 22, I'm just going to stop. And my 20s were not terrible. I mean, looking back, I should have noticed what a difference the meds made, but I didn't. Um, but I also got really rigid. I knew that in order to do things, I had to create like a system, a structure for everything in my life. And I became pretty rigid about it. And I did, you know, prevent any major disasters. There were definitely some things I did that I wish I didn't, but nothing, nothing hugely negative or or anything like that. I will say that in my twenties, I thought it was interesting how I worked so hard during the day at work and stuff to, to hold it together, you know? So everyone thought I was so controlled and so organized and I was such a good teacher and everything. And th- that that really mentally exhausted me. And I do remember that distinctly, like that I had this whole like masking behavior during the day, the work day. And then I would go home and just like collapse. I couldn't even like feed myself. Um, sometimes I'd go to the gym and I would just, I was just so tired. I would walk on the treadmill. I couldn't do anything else. So, you know, it worked okay, but it was exhausting to sort of mask the symptoms, though I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. And then in my late 20s, I met my now husband, I bought a house, and then I had a baby. And I 
at that point, I had almost forgotten that this ADHD thing, I always put it in quotes, ADHD thing, um, that it had ever been a part of my life. It was just not on my radar. It was not in my mind. And then after my son was born, all of a sudden it was. I still remember the day. I should probably write about it. Um, I was just so miserable that, and I couldn't figure out what, what was going on with me. I could not deal with myself like this anymore. And none of my super rigid systems that I developed in my 20s, none of it was working. And I remember the day that it popped into my mind and I thought, oh gosh, is this related to that that whole, at the time they called it ADD because I was inattentive. I remember thinking, is this, is this ADD? No, 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 no. But guess what? I went to my doctor because <laughs> he'd known me forever, my family doctor. And I told him and he agreed. It was probably, the ADHD was probably affecting uh, in the hormones, I, it was probably affecting me. Like I just wasn't, and he agreed, I just wasn't functional. This is the deal with ADHD and over the lifespan. Um, as your life expands, you know, as you get older and you take on more responsibilities, you you try career paths and you, you have a partner, maybe a life partner, and maybe you have a family. And as your life expands, the demands on your executive function do at the same time. And you don't always, it's like a creep. You don't always notice it happening, but all of a sudden you like look at yourself one day and think, what the heck, what, what is wrong with me? And I know that some people don't even believe that executive function is real. I've seen this on social media. Um, as somebody who has done extensive, I'm not a PhD, but I've done extensive like research on this. The way the EF framework works really describes my struggles very succinctly, especially like the Thomas Brown model. And so I, for me, I like talking about executive function because it helps me to understand what's going on in my brain. So yes, to circle back here, Earlier diagnosis is better, and in some ways, it gave me a lot of advantages. But if you were diagnosed later, like 40 or something, it doesn't mean that you can't make your way. It doesn't mean you can't make the best of it. Acceptance is is a really funny word. (laughs) Um, People misunderstand it. This is another thing I should do a whole podcast on. People misunderstand the word acceptance. Sometimes they think it means giving up or giving in, or this is just who I am. I can't change. But I have always felt personally like acceptance is much more empowering than fighting an inner battle every day or hating this, this one part of yourself and living with this shame. Because even when somebody says, this is just who I am, you know, (laughs) usually that's a defensive sort of thing. Usually they're still carrying around a lot of shame. So I didn't figure out this stuff. I didn't even start relearning ADHD and what it meant until I was like 35. So there's, there is no age limit on, on learning about this stuff. Okay, so I'm going to move forward here to, I want to tell you just a couple of things that I wish I knew as a younger person with ADHD. <clears throat> First, and this is for all my y- younger listeners or parents of, of young people here. High school really doesn't mean anything. 
<laughs> they tell you that, but you don't believe them when you're young. Um, the grades that like my parents rode my ass about, like seriously, all those grades, it meant nothing. It, it, I don't know why everybody wants their kids to be at the top of their class because it means nothing. Unless you planned a good one Ivy League school, which I mean, okay, more power, do it. That, that's awesome. But if, if that's not your plan, um, get, I don't know, relax. Just what's, what's that? What do they say? On, what do the kids say? CTFD, calm down. Just calm down. Most of your real education about life is going to happen between 25 and 35. I'm serious. So calm down. The second thing is I don't think that people should struggle if they don't have to. If you are diagnosed, officially diagnosed, and your doctor says, you know, you know, you want to try some medications, just try it. The vast majority of people do not have horrendous, terrible side effects. The ones that they do have tend to fade over time. You notice side effects at the beginning when you're trialing the meds, and they tend to sort of fade out over time and get, and you don't even notice it anymore. If you tell yourself, um, the meds are going to make me crazy. I'm not going to sleep for days. And my neighbor's sister's brother took that medication and his eyes started to droop. Like if you tell yourself this stuff, then you're going to feel crazy. If you tell yourself you're not going to, you're never going to sleep again, you're not going to sleep for days. Our minds are very powerful. Okay. You can convince yourself of anything. So I, I just want you to, to have an open mind about that sort of thing, because you don't need to struggle. There are things you can try. Also, I want you to think about medications in terms of the same thing that uh, diabetics take medications to control their blood sugar. I wear glasses when I don't have my contacts in, so I can see. I am practically blind without my glasses. You don't need to be, I don't know, ashamed. You don't, I mean, you aren't doing anyone any favors by struggling through. You're not proving anything to anyone. So if you have options, take them, try them. Okay, third thing, take care of your body, please. <laughs> please. I hear so many stories about ADHDers with the substances and the smoking weed every day. Weed, am I an old person for saying the word weed? Probably. Anyway, I hear a lot of stories about, uh, and even in my own family, I've seen a lot of self-medicating behaviors. Ugh. I call myself healthy ADHD for a reason, not because I'm a fitness guru. I'm definitely not. But I do understand that there is a connection. Uh, you know, my fitness and my mental health are very closely related. I try to take care of my body. Unless you have serious orthopedic issues, move your body and eat a vegetable. Just one. I'm only asking for one. Eat a vegetable every day. Take a probiotic. They're, they're doing some research on this right now. Apparently, your gut health has a lot to do with some neurochemicals, serotonin and that sort of thing. So, you know, take a probiotic. If you like the idea of omegas, if you've read some of the um, studies into omegas, buy a good fish oil and take that. You don't have to go crazy, but don't ignore your physical health and don't self-medicate, please. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. For those who are like, I don't know, in your 20s or 30s and contemplating this sort of thing, understand that becoming a parent changes everything. I was able to manage my ADHD for a very long time until I wasn't. <laughs> then I had to admit to myself that uh, ADHD, I mean, it's not something you can just ignore. 
and hope it goes away. And if you want to be a parent, really think about that, that orientation of, I'm just going to ignore this and hope it goes away. Um, If you want to, I mean, let me just tell you, for me, I had to just admit that this was an issue because I wasn't going to be able to show up as the kind of mother I wanted to be. And the same thing goes for men. If you ignore your ADHD, you self-medicate or you just ignore it, whatever, you are not going to be the father you want to be. You will not. It is not your fault, but you, you, you can't just ignore this. So treat your ADHD and do it for your kids. If you want to be a parent, if you are planning to be a parent, if you are, don't ignore this. Okay. Uh, okay. The last thing I wanted to say uh, before I get off of here is I don't, I'm so sick of people <laughs> deciding to live in shame. Don't do that. You would be surprised how non-judgmental people will be when you talk about yourself, your symptoms, and your diagnosis. We've all had bad experiences. I've heard the stories. I've even heard the stories about, you know, exes and that sort of thing. But this is the thing about, about humans. The vast majority of people are going to be curious more than they are critical. And I think sometimes when someone asks us a question, we become a little reactive and we don't know how to take the question. Sometimes they are just being curious. And then even if they do say something nasty, so what? And what? What What next? So, so they made some comment. Doesn't everyone have ADHD? Nope, not everyone has ADHD. That's all you got to say. That's it. End, end of story. Um, with that said, when you are talking about your diagnosis, you may not even have to say ADHD. I always tell people, talk about your symptoms. Describe that. Talk about your experience. You know, what's going on with you, your experience of ADHD. You don't have to frame it like the person should be understanding you, like the person should get it. They should be giving you a break or they should be making some kind of accommodation. Just frame it as this is, this is me. This is a part of me. This is who I am. It's information. You're just, you're just giving information. Okay. I should do a whole podcast about unsupportive spouses because I've heard, oh, so many terrible stories about from men and women about, you know, getting a diagnosis trying to discuss it with a life partner and getting shot down hard. That, that is actually something I think I want to have, I don't know, someone, a guest expert that knows about relationships to talk me through that. But we're going to talk about that someday. I should make a sticky note and put it on the wall. Okay. My point is this. If you're ashamed and you just ooze that shame, like, like, or, or, or you pull out the ADHD card when you've made a mistake instead of just saying, I screwed up, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. When you start to ooze that sort of vibe, people are going to treat you that way. I'm serious. Whether it's shame or it's just like making excuses, whatever it is, don't do it. Don't, don't do that. Just be who you are. Talk about your experience. If you make a mistake, own it. Don't live in shame shame about it. Don't ruminate over it for days and days and days. I know that's easier said than done, but really. Okay, I have so many other things I could say, but I like shorter podcast episodes, especially when it's just me. I don't like listening to my own voice for an hour at a time. All right, if you want to support my work and or this podcast, I will put a link to buy me a coffee because I do drink 
a lot of coffee, especially on days I don't take my meds. Uh, if you want to go deeper into this type of conversation, check out the ADHD Enclave. It doesn't suck. And you can get small group coaching up to 10 times per month for less than $20 an hour. And let's, let's just face it. I don't do anything that isn't fun. Stay safe, stay sane, register to vote. If you haven't seriously register to vote, I love you all have a fabulous day and I will see you next time.